The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL Week 1's in the books. What does Week 2 look like? NBA playoffs. Ooh, we're getting into it. We are getting into it. Conference finals uh, matchups are uh, are out there. We're going to be talking about that. Um, you're listening to Sean and Sam as usual. Sam, how you doing, my friend? Good, bro. It's uh, good to it's good to feel normal with all these uh, sports on. And yeah, man, I gotta it's say, a, you know, it's a great feeling. It is a great feeling. In the NFL, I wasn't sure. You know, the no crowd and all that. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And what you get is you get to hear a little bit more of the offensive line making their their protection changes and all that stuff. Um, you get to hear a little bit more hitting, a little bit more on field chatter, but. You know, because of of how the NFL is shot from a from a production point of view, I didn't notice it. I did not notice a thing, and they had the fake crowd noise in there. It just felt normal to me. I was so happy. Um, <clears throat> so, Sam, I always do. I mean, if people, long-term listeners of the show know this, I do weekly power rankings. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to dive into power rankings now. I'm going to go on a roll, and then we'll bring you back in. Sounds good, buddy? Cool, cool. NFL Week 2 power rankings. Week 1 was fun, a lot of fun. We got some answers to questions. And then we had some questions we thought some uh, we had some answers to, but a lot of good stuff to sift through. It's only one week, so it's not worth the overreaction. But as I always do, oh, by the way, everybody, please like, comment, subscribe. If you think there's an omission on this list, and usually it's people that, you know, they root for a team really strong, they get really ticked that their team's not on the list. Comment below, tell me why I missed on your team and why I should include them in the top 10. But before I get rolling, I always give respect, what I call respect, but uh, I also call this the clown emoji screen because those fans of these teams... They do not like when I omit them. So I always get the clown emoji. I always get the laughing, crying face or a combination of the two. That's fine. Uh, Comment below. Let me know why I whiffed on your team. But teams that I took notice of in week one. First of all, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, you know, let me lead off with the Tennessee Titans. They fell off the list, not because I don't like them. I like them quite a bit. But Goskowski, they got to fix that kicking situation. So I still think Tennessee's built for a deep, deep playoff run. But I'm punishing them this week, okay? I'm punishing them. They're in the doghouse. I want to see them hit field goals. Come on, guys. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, they were on the top 10 last week. I dropped them off. I'm not freaking out. Tom Brady, he just needs some chemistry with his receivers. Um, You know, he just looked just out of, you know, out of practice, and that's not going to be a, a recurring theme this season. And credit New Orleans, man. Their defense is pretty good. We'll talk about them in a bit. Chicago Bears want to know, um, you know, Trubisky. Look, I always thought that the Bears defense was going to take a, a step back forward uh, this year. Uh, last year, they had a defensive coordinator, a defensive scheme adjustment. This season, um, you know, there's more continuity and more familiarity. The defense is going to be good. Trubisky looked a little bit better, um, although it took him about three quarters to shake off rust. I don't love it, but when Trubisky uses his legs, the Bears, you know, can excuse me, the Bears can win some games. Um, so they're somebody that should be every, on everybody's radar, especially when you're talking against the spread. The Las Vegas Raiders they beat the Carolina Panthers. Um, it was a higher scoring game, but that's kind of what I expected. The Panthers' offense is a very good ball control offense. They take care of the ball. They have Christian McCaffrey, but you know DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Bridgewater is a little bit better than you'd think he is. He's executing the offense very well. Um, that's a tough offense to contend with, so I'm not going to worry about it. I can see that the Raiders' defense is better. They just played a really nice offense, I think. 
Um, they run the ball. They're patient with it. They're a team that's kind of building towards that Titans-type feel. They're just not there defensively yet. Uh, but I loved me some Raiders. Um, I think they're good. They always win me money. They always cover the spread, so I like them, although it's going to be a tough matchup this week against the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, if they beat the Saints, they're in the top 10. You can't keep them out. The Washington football team beating the Philadelphia Eagles. This defense, uh, you know, I wanted to see it in action. Look, Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera schematically will get you to a top 10 defense in terms of at least yards given up. Um, this defense will be on that top 10 radar. They'll be able to, to rush the passer. I still think they need to fill some holes in the secondary. Uh, this team defense, I think they're about a year or two away from being that perennial top five defense. Again, just look at the history of Del Rio and Rivera coaching NFL defenses. They're very, very good. And then you put them together, it's going to be, it's going to work, everybody. It really will. The question, obviously, is Haskins. Where is he in his development? I still think he's a little bit too raw. I think Washington's going to have to win a lot of these games with low-scoring totals, even though they put up 27 points. Uh, they'll be able to beat teams that don't take care of the football, um, but can they beat a team like Arizona, who does take care of the football and has a higher uh, caliber offense? I don't know. We'll see this week. If they beat Arizona, probably got to put them in, right? Um, so that'll be a fun one to watch. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who took care of Indianapolis, they weren't really a threat for me to get into the top 10 here, but they take care of the football. Jay Gruden, um, I know him from his days in Washington, very good play caller. Um Gardner Minshew, 19-20. James Robinson looks fantastic at running back. The defense, you know, they lost these pieces, but they still, I thought, played okay, although Indianapolis was able to pick up yardage and chunks. And speaking of Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis and Minnesota, they play each other. They both fell off the top 10 this week because of losses. I'm not worried about either team. I think they'll be in the playoff hunt um, all season long. They'll make some adjustments, uh, and, and things will be fine. So let's go from 10 to 1. Uh, we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals at number 10. Kyler Murray looked great. Arizona had played San Francisco tough twice last season. Uh, the defense is getting better. I thought they got the best defensive player in the draft, in my opinion. Uh, a difference maker, uh, linebacker in Simmons. DeAndre Hopkins, fantastic. I mean, they didn't all... You get DeAndre Hopkins for essentially a second-round pick. They didn't want David Johnson anyway. So you're getting him basically for a second-round pick. That's great value. They have him locked up. If nothing else is working for the Cardinals, they can always just chuck the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins, and he's going to make plays. It's just they're a, they're a very good team. And it's funny because the entire NFC West made my top 10 this week. That's just how good this division is. Uh, Arizona playing Washington. Curious to see what they look, uh, look like against Washington's defense. But, hey, the San Francisco 49ers defense, they're pretty good. So uh, so there you go. The Los Angeles Rams at 1-0. and um, I thought uh, the, the Rams versus the Cowboys was some of the highest quality football we saw. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys gave the Rams, you know, a pretty good shot. Um, the Rams offense, here's the deal. The offensive line looks better. I think the one-two punch of Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers will be viable all season long. And I think that will free Jared Goff up to do what Jared Goff does best, which is you know, play action and pick apart defenses in one-on-one -on -one coverage. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods will have great years. They're just a pretty sound team. I like the coaching to rebound. I didn't think the coaching was great last year. I think it will rebound this year. I like the Rams. I like them to make the playoffs. Really, honestly, I think the Rams and the Cardinals duke it out for what will be, you know, one of the deep-seated wildcard uh, positions. Number eight on my list, the New England Patriots. Now, uh, they're a new entry into the list. I wanted to see what Cam Newton looked like. Well, Cam looked pretty darn good. Uh, he looked like the Cam Newton of old uh, when he took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. New England will run the ball with Cam. They can run the ball without Cam, by the way, with their running, uh, running backs. 
that whole problem from last year is kind of resolved. Cam will also push the ball downfield. Remember, Cam Newton made fantasy football kind of stat stars out of uh, Benjamin and Funches at wide receiver. Since they've moved on from Carolina, we have not seen or heard from them since. So that means like guys like Kerry uh, and Keel Harry is going to have uh, some some serious value, I think, in fantasy down the line. So you might want to snap him up cheaply. Uh, Julian Edelman uh, obviously is going to be just fine. James White out of the backfield will be good. Uh, and the defense, they lost a lot of pieces. That was another question I had. Um, Bill Belichick, obviously, I think he's the best uh, tactician um, in football. Uh, with respect to Andy Reid, I would say they're 1 and 1A. One uh, but Bill Belichick, fantastic. You know they're well coached. You know they're always going to be a smart team. So what is going to happen um, as they play the Seattle Seahawks this week? We will see. So let's see here. We got number seven on the list, Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger back. I think he is going to supercharge this uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers team. We know the defense, right? This defense took them to an eight and six finish last year without Roethlisberger. You add Roethlisberger, him converting more third downs, uh, him getting more points. What's going to happen is the defense is going to be A, better rested, and B, they're going to be rushing the quarterback, which is what they do best. That means more interceptions. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is a viable Super Bowl threat as long as Roethlisberger is healthy. Uh, number six on my list is the San Francisco 49ers. Dropped them down. I think they were number three last week. Dropped them down because of the loss to the Cardinals. Still ahead of the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals fans will take issue with that. Um, this isn't the NCAA. I don't boost everybody up. Again, we're talking about Super Bowl viability. I want to see Arizona. Arizona is going to have to earn it from me personally in the uh, in the power rankings. San Francisco, we know they have a Super Bowl pedigree. Their defense is very good. And San Francisco was missing wide receivers, like all of their wide receivers. Uh, McKinnon, I think, will probably be out in the slot while like guys like Debo Samuel work it their way back in terms of health. But this is a good team. Garoppolo didn't look entirely sharp. That'll be ratcheted up, especially when Debo comes back. Um, so, look, I'm not punting on the San Francisco team yet. They have the Jets this week. They should win that game handedly. If they don't, though, if they if they somehow lose to the Jets, they're off the list, period. Uh, let's see here. Number, was this, five? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Number five on the list, the Buffalo Bills. I wanted to see um, if Josh Allen could develop as a passer. He could be more precise. Uh, he did give us more precision, but he also left points on the field. So there's room for him to grow still. But if Josh Allen, I've been saying this all offseason, if he can be even a 60% passer, this Bills team is built to make a deep playoff run. They can run the ball, though we didn't see a lot of it in week one. Their defense is fantastic, well coached. Um, this Buffalo Bills team, I think they're 12-4. and four. Uh, they could be last year's version or this year's version of last year's Baltimore Ravens. And uh, like I said, Josh Allen, he left some points on the field. That could have been a 50 point, uh, 50 point game from Buffalo. Honestly, if you go back and watch that game. So I like the bills. There is more ceiling on them. Um, it's all on Josh Allen's shoulders, as everybody knows. Number four on the list, the New Orleans Saints. I actually dropped them, not because of anything they did, but because uh, one team really impressed me last week. Now the Saints, everybody knows about their offense, and yeah, Michael Thomas with the ankle, he's questionable. I don't care about that. Their offense is so good, they're going to put up points no matter who's on the field. But let's talk about that defense. Everybody forgets that you cannot run on this defense. They are so strong, and that makes teams one-dimensional. Their defensive line can also rush the passer. The defensive backs are opportunistic. They're strong. My only question for uh, New Orleans is sometimes in the regular season, their defensive backs, they, they don't... They always rise to the challenge when the receivers are good, but sometimes they underestimate. Like if the receivers are unheralded, sometimes you see kind of a weak mental um, game, I think, from New Orleans. But... Again, I mean, they were my preseason pick to win the NFC. Now they're my co-favorites to win the NFC. 
Um, and, you know, they got jobbed a couple of years and some fluke stuff. So I, I kind of, you know, partially rooting for them. So, you know, Drew Brees, they're, they're just built, man. Every team um, from here on out is just built to win the Super Bowl. So it's going to be fun to see how it shakes out. Uh, number, there's a fly here. Fly, fly, shoe, fly. Uh, the number four on, no, number three on the list, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are very, very good. Their secondary is rebuilt. Uh, Quandary Diggs, you got um, Adams in there. You got, of course, Griffin. Uh, the defensive line is always good and strong, and the linebackers have speed, and they're very strong as well. So that Seattle defense, look, they're not the Legion of Boom level of defense yet, but they've been slowly, not rebuilding, but retooling over the last few years. People have been selling on them. I've been buying Russell Wilson 31-35, to 35, yes, against the Atlanta Falcons. I get it. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons, but still 31-35 to 35 in an NFL game. That's pretty good. Uh, you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Greg Olson, viable receiving threats everywhere. Chris Carson showed you some hands, some soft hands this week. Uh, you got Carson and Hyde. Will be, they will both be successful running the ball. This team is built to make a Super Bowl run. Right now, Seahawks and, uh, and Saints are my co-favorites to win the NFC. And, uh, man, that, that's going to be very good. And the Seahawks, they match up against New England Patriots. So, um, you know, the winner of that game is probably going to shoot up the rankings, uh, regardless of whether it's the Patriots or the Seahawks. And the loser of that game is going to stay on the top 10. I'm just not going to move them off. Uh, number two on the list, the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens actually might have moved up uh, with their win. They just came out. They were precise. Lamar Jackson showed some downfield touch. That's exactly what I wanted to see. I knew Lamar Jackson is a hard worker, and I know he'll get that downfield touch. Um, at some point, I still think there's room to grow for Mr. Lamar Jackson, and that's a scary thing. The defense is phenomenal. Special teams are phenomenal. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, again, built to make a Super Bowl run, but can they beat the number one team on my list, the Kansas City Chiefs, who, I'm sorry, the, the Houston Texans, we see the final score. You look at the stat sheet, you think, eh, you know, it's, the Texans aren't that good. Texans played a good football game, and they got beat. They got beat by the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is better than you think. They got better and better throughout the last year's uh, season, the 2019 season. They had the new defensive coordinator. It took a little bit for those pieces to come together. By the end of the season, that defense was very, very strong. They finished top 10 in fantasy points this week. Uh, they can rush the passer. Kansas City is going to have leads. This, <laughs> They don't have a weakness. Even their kicker is good, for crying out loud. Um, the offense, Patrick Mahomes, come on. Uh, Edwards Hilaire looked fantastic. I do think that Daryl Williams will be kind of the short yardage back as we move forward. Edwards Hilaire got, got pushed back um, a little bit more, but he displayed more quickness uh, than I thought he had. Uh, very dynamic, very sharp off of cuts. You add a, a, a very a very good running game to Patrick Mahomes in this passing game. It's ridiculous. The shoot, this fly is killing me right now. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get that guy. Um, yeah, man. So the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, pff, Super Bowl Super Bowl favorites. With respect to you know uh, teams like the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Saints, and I do think it's going to be Chiefs Seahawks. I would love to see Chiefs Saints. I'd like to see either one of that matchup. But man, this is going to be very good. So there you go, week two power rankings. Once again, like, comment, subscribe. Tell me which team I missed on, and uh, and yeah. So let's move it on. Catch you next week on the on the power rankings. All right, buddy. Let's talk about our friends at Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need that moment to chill? And how do you like to hit that reset button to get ready for what's next? Now, let me tell you, let me tell you something, Sam. We had NFL Week One this weekend, as we've been talking about. Coors Light all day, all day, responsibly, of course, but all day. Loved it, loved it. I was chilling, I was watching football, and all was right in the world. How about you, buddy? Yeah, man. And the good part is you don't you're not worried about going anywhere. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> 
can enjoy all the Coors Lights you'd like. To that end, actually, there's a sweepstakes now. A Coors Light wants to give you a way to take a break from the uh, from the new reality of endless video chats in 2020. Say goodbye to your video chat background and hello to that beautiful travel destination in real life and actually chill. Five lucky winners, everybody. There's That's five. One, two, three, four, five winners will get trips to the beautiful destinations they've always dreamed about going to uh, for months, right? Been dreaming for months to go to these travel destinations. To enter for a chance to win, visit CoorsLight.com slash outside. Once again, that's CoorsLight.com slash outside during September and upload a screenshot of yourself in your video chat background. The prize package is valid through June 2022, so winners can plan their trip whenever they feel comfortable. So if you don't want to travel now, it's not a big deal. You can wait, everybody. Now, I've got my football background on right now, but if I had a travel background that I could pick, it would be like probably like Hawaii or just on a beach somewhere. Not a hot beach, Sam, like those Florida beaches that you and I grew (laughs) up with. I'm not into the humid beaches. I'm into the nice like kind of West Coast um, it's not like making me sweat, but I get the gentle breeze coming off the ocean. I hear the waves. That's what I'm into. What about you, man? What would be on your travel uh, or your 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 video chat background? Well, definitely Hawaii, maybe uh, Fiji, maybe uh, Fiji, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, the Caribbean is always uh, always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, everybody, <clears throat> look, Mountain Cold Refreshment, literally made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill everybody. It's crisp. It's refreshing. As refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Everybody remember, enter for a chance to win a trip to beautiful destination of your choice at CoorsLight.com slash outside. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. No purchase necessary. Sweepstake begins August 27th of 2020, so it's already there. Ends October 1st of 2020. Open only to legal residents of the 50 U.S. uh, states slash D.C. 21 years and older. Travel must be to destinations indicated in the entry and must be completed by uh, June 30th of 2022. For official rules, including how to enter prize details and restrictions, visit www.coreslight.com slash outside void where prohibited message and data rates may apply. There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back. MLB and now NBA join UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code podcast1. That's P O D C A S T O N E for your sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we're back, man. I, I look, man, you can't We were watching this. We had a guys call on uh, on Thursday night football. You can't go against the Kansas City Chiefs at this point, man. They're just <sighs> They're just so good. It's going to take a while for anybody to knock them off. Am I right, buddy? Yeah, and it, it was strange, you know, without the preseason and stuff, you definitely see some teams uh, that haven't played together, you know, dusting off those uh, cobwebs. But uh, the Chiefs look like they just uh, picked up where they left off. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, – well, did anything jump out to you in week one, by the way, NFL? Um, well, I – 
you know, like you said earlier, I feel like the uh, I, I wasn't sure what it was going to look like just because we didn't have any other we had nothing to base it on. Um, but I thought they did a really good job. And for most of the time, you know, minus, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, field goals and stuff like mm. that, when you're when you actually see a, a, a stadium, you, you couldn't really notice that much of a difference. I thought the production was really good. Um and there's just some teams that you could tell, like, you know, the Bucks. they were they they're just not on the same page yet. And it's going to take a little bit right. of time. So I think you're going to I don't know if you can really set anybody and be like, all right, this is how this team is going to be this year until yeah. probably week four or five, you know, give some teams some giant, you know, some time to uh, to get used to things. Yeah, that's why. Like, I'm playing week to week, but I'm not doing any of the big, you know, season long contests just because it's gonna. There's gonna be so much flux when you're handicapping these games and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I stayed away again from the from the big ticket, big money con- season long contest this year. But, um, th- yeah, I mean, it, there were there were some obvious ones uh, to me. Tennessee over Denver was an obvious one, but you just mentioned kicking. Their k- kicking was abysmal. They should have won that game by 10, 10 to twelve points. And it just, right. it, they, they eked it out, honestly. They eked it out. Um, you know, Pittsburgh started a little bit. You're talking about Monday Football, or I'm talking about Monday Football now. Pittsburgh started a little bit rusty, but by the end of the game, they were good to go. Then, um, you know, I, I see Sunday Night Football, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, Dallas Cowboys. They both looked, to me, fantastic. But then you see other games um, where both teams looked rusty and, and disjointed. So you got a, a pretty good mix. Um, there are some teams that are dialed in and ready to go, Seattle being one of them. Uh, New England look really strong to me. Um, New Orleans always look strong. Obviously, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, so these these high caliber teams, I was pretty happy to see that they look sharp early. I mean, like the top, what you would think of like the t- the top five teams going into the season, which in my book that was the Chiefs, the Ravens, uh, the Saints, um, the Seahawks. I actually had up there in the 49ers. The actually the 49ers is the one outlier. But they don't have the receivers, man. So, like, I, I can't say that's lack of continuity. Defense is good, and they played a really good, underrated Arizona Cardinals team. So, uh, so there you go. Ah, NBA playoffs, man. Denver completed the three to one comeback. Talk to me about Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, what happened um, there? Uh, I mean, I think it's you know, obviously Denver played well. I think it was more of a choke job by by the Clippers. Um, they just, you know. Uh, I don't think I just think their horses just didn't seem very into it. Mm. Um, Paul George, you know, obviously you're going to get what you're going to get from Kawhi, but I felt like Paul George and Pat Beverly, um, who kind of, you know, uh, Pat Beverly's that X factor, and Paul George needs to play like uh, an all star that he is. Um, right. And they just they just didn't have it, and you know, Denver Denver wanted it more. That being said, I think LA washes Denver. Um, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I just I, Denver's played all game sevens. Um, <laughs> the Lakers are pretty rested. I think they yeah. they came there to do one thing, and that's and that's to win this thing. Um, and it's actually it's you know, looking pretty good for the Lakers right now. Yeah, I got to say, matchup wise, um, well, first of all, I, I could see because they're so rest uh, rested, I could see that actually working against them in game one. Like, I could see the Lakers dropping game one. They might have done that to the Rockets. Uh, dropping game one and then going back and winning, like, four to one or something like that. Um, just because, you know, the, the Nuggets are flying high and all that. Yeah, they're, and adrenaline's going to push them through, and they're just going to they're just gonna click more early. That's kind of how I feel. But, um, 
Then you don't have, again, we talk about the bubble. You don't have the energy, that game one energy in the crowd and all that atmosphere. I feel like teams like can more readily, like it's just in tournament mode. You know, it's like a, it's like you're in a three and three tournament or something, you know, in, a, in an empty gym. It's just kind of fun. Then you got on the other side, Boston versus Miami, who, by the way, you called um, weeks ago. And, you know, Toronto ends up losing in seven games. Um, shame, you know, sh- not shame on them, but it's a shame uh, because I thought ter- Toronto was a nice storyline. But you got Miami and Boston, um, two very good teams. How do you think that series is going to shake out? Well, I mean, Miami won last night. I I, I have Miami going to the finals. Wow. Um, and, and I feel like that story might end there, especially if they play the Lakers. I just think the Lakers might have too many horses, you know, yeah. at this time. And Miami is still a young team. But, I mean, that would be an incredible feat for the Miami Heat to to make it to the finals this year. Um, and I, I do I do have them beating, uh, beating the Celtics. I just think they're um, they're hungry. They've been going for this thing, um, and I and I really like I, re- I really like the Heat, man. I've liked the Heat all year. Do you think that the Celtics would match up better against the Lakers um, if they had played? Like if they do play, I should say. Um, they might, they might. Um, but I feel like the Celtics, and they've just been this way all year, are, are very streaky. And I guess that's for every team. And this team's, and obviously this weird, uh, this is a weird year. Mm-hmm. For all teams involved, I feel like there are some teams that would have benefited from home court, um, and you know, and and this has benefited a team like Miami that is just kind of like we're just going to put our head, you know, our heads down, and we're just here, you know, acting like this is an AAU tournament mm-hmm. um, compared to you know uh, some of these teams that would have benefited from uh, having home home advantage, um, but I just think. Uh, I think the Lakers are just they're I just think they're too strong this year mm-hmm. based on what they're there to do and the horses that they have and and mainly, you know, LeBron and um Anthony Davis and now uh Rondo's come on really mm. strong and there's a thing called playoff Rondo and it's yeah. and it's going on right now because <laughs> he is he does step it up when it's when it's crunch time and obviously he's got a championship uh you know, from his younger day with the right. Celtics. And I feel like he just kind of knows they all know how to kind of just put their head down and, and get it done. You know, no, no disrespect to Denver at all, but I wish we could have gotten the, the Clippers versus Lakers matchup um, that, you know, preseason. That's what you and I had kind of put together in our, uh, our preseason. Both. Just be just for storylines. Um, I don't mind. I, like I, I love, I love Jokic. I love him. Um, but I, I I would have liked to seen Rondo you know face off against you know Doc Rivers that old old thing and then and it's funny because we look at this now and I, I I forgot until literally I mean I knew but I forgot until we were just talking it didn't occur to me that we have the Lakers and the Celtics again in the in the conference finals like the classic of all classic NBA matchups and I haven't even thought about that until just now so. Interesting end of the season, um, you know, b- the bubble world we're living in, but uh, we're going to see how things shake out, man. We might have our finals matchup by the time we record next week, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we'll see if everybody can string these things together. Let me uh, let me swing this to another topic. Oh, by the way, but before we do that, NBA draft, is there any, like, it seems like a pretty weak <laughs> draft class. I mean, who do you like oh, out of this draft class? You got it's Ball. Awful. It's awful, man. I don't know. Is this I like really Mike candy to the Clippers awful? <laughs> yeah, like I don't see um, – you're going to get some probably like some guys that 
you know, aren't super well known that are going to, you know, have better NBA careers than the guys that get picked in the top five. Right. Um, you know, I, I think you have just as much value at five that you do at 25. I really don't, you know, um, I don't think that there's a surefire, um, a surefire, uh, person that's just like a a number one consensus i don't think there's any generational picks i don't even know if there's any franchise changing picks um i know everyone's saying ball and all that but i'm not sold on him i'm not sold on the ball family if you watch any of his clips last year from his everyone's like oh he played against pros in new zealand Mm. and all that his team was awful he was awful his teammates hated (laughs) playing with him (laughs) Like, yeah, he come up and, you know, jack shots. And, he, I mean, it's just – I don't know if he knows how to play. He is a skilled a skilled player. Right. But I don't know if he knows how to play any other way than just, like, acting like he's Steph Curry already. And yeah. you're going to get in a, a locker room with a bunch of guys that have been playing this league, and he's probably going to go to a bad team. And – you got some pissed off guys and I just don't think it's going to go the same way as in New Zealand when he was basically brought in just to sell jerseys and yeah. other things. And I'm just, I'm not sold on anyone from the ball family. I feel like Lonzo has changed his game enough to be a, a good guard in the NBA. He's not going to be elite. He's not going to be what his dad. I don't think he'll ever make an all-star team. Um, I think he'll be a good NBA point guard, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. He'll improve a little bit. And I don't think this new Lonzo guy, but, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. I was wrong about Trey Young. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and he also has, you know, the perception is reality thing going, too. I mean, the the ball family has been polarizing thanks to Pops there. Um, So, you know, even... Basically, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do some work, um, more work than a regular rookie would to win respect in the locker room. So, can he do that? I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. All right, so let's uh, let's switch gears here and let's talk about the Mighty Ducks, the movies, not the you know not the Ducks franchise and all that, but the movies. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing, Sam, because of the pandemic, you're probably going deep into the playlist. You know, introducing your daughter to some some movies and all that stuff. But did you watch both, um, like all the Mighty Ducks, just the first one, the first one, and the second one? What did you watch? I watched one and two. And it had, I love it, how guy, been a while. I love how Gordon Bombay in the second one comes back with slicked hair, and all of a sudden he's Pat Riley, right? He's he's Pat Riley. And I have I have some notes. <laughs> yeah, please, please give give them to me. Let's just start with you. Okay, so like after watching the first one, and you know it, it, it's the leaving scene of Gordon Bombay. First off, getting on a bus. You know, he can't get any other, you know, uh, I think he's going to the Dallas Stars, like, minor league team. Back then it was the Minnesota North Stars, I believe. And and Mike Madonna, Mike Madonna was like, yeah, this guy, this guy crushed in Pee Wee. I haven't seen it. So that's part of it. This is all from, yeah, this is all from, uh, all from my memory. It's not recent on mine, but that was always stuck out to me. Right, so Mike Madonna's like, bro, you should have seen this guy. So first off, he when retired we seven. from peewee hockey at nine. <laughs> but based off Mike Madonna's recollection of him, he gets a minor league tryout. <laughs> like, where else in the world is that ever going to happen? Like, it's not like he, like, you know, was like a high school flame. He, no, he, no, he was literally a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old that missed a triple deke. 
so right. mentally weak. You know, he's he he's crush he's crushing everybody in Pee Wee. <clears throat> hits the post uh, to win the championship, loses it. So so broken that he decides to retire from hockey and pursue a career in law. Right, and is that coach like probably one of the worst coaches like in any kind of you know uh, movie? movie lore I which mean, one the guy oh the, the, the hawks the, the hawks coach the coach his old coach who he coaches against doesn't have any kids on the team which i always find weird when you get into peewee sports and there's mm. some guy that just wants to coach a, a a team of kids yeah when when he doesn't have a kid on the team Although and I will say in today's to do it. in today's AAU society, when those guys are making money, I get it now. But yeah, back then I had some guys in Little League that would be just like random, random guys. I'm going to coach a Little League team. Good for you, I guess. You know, the we're very we're a cynical culture, Sam. Yeah, uh, but good yeah, for you, weird. but I find it weird, especially if a weird. guy's coaching, you know, nine-year-old girl softball and he has no kids on the team. I just, yeah. something weird about that for me. Let, let a dad, let a dad get out there. Yeah, here you go. Um, you know, so you know he basically you know he, he, Gordon Bombay loses his job because he won't let you know Banks go back on to the Hawks because he's <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> so he loses his hot lawyer job because you know there's some in with a nine year old minor league team, um, but continues to pay the driver. <laughs> <laughs> Who has no speaking lines in the movie, <laughs> but continues to pay him and get him gear and get him everything else. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that happens. I love that. I love that the, the high powered, uh, you know, head of the law firm, the partner or whatever you want to call yeah. the guy. And he, he <laughs> first of all, this, this, this team, this hockey team, right, is this guy's hockey team. He sponsors the team or whatever. But yeah. apparently that they're still playing with magazines and pads. But this high-powered attorney that, that is basically Gordon Bombay's <laughs> boss, he can't afford to, to give them uniforms until halfway through the year. Or maybe that was the whole. Like maybe, maybe Bombay went there and got him to sponsor. But once he's a sponsor, then he wants to get rid of or not, like, not get the best player in the league over there. I don't buy that at all. Um, then he fires Gordon Bombay for not relenting. Gordon Bombay walks away from this job, like you said, and you know his six-figure salary, so that he can coach this peewee team. Uh, then, by the way, With no I'm, other source of income, and continues to pay the driver. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a less attractive pairing as a romantic couple than Emilio Estevez and whoever played? What's his name? Charlie? Charlie's mom? Charlie, Charlie's mom, who who in the second one is just not in there. Not in there. Um, Completely yeah, written not off. Not in there. And no, and, no, and no speaking of her, Charlie's there. Joshua Jackson is is there. Of course he is. But uh, Charlie's mom is just absent. <laughs> like, we don't lot. even talk about her. Like, they, they were a thing on his, you know, at the bus stop. You know, full out makeout session in front of all the kids, and then he comes back into town, and we're not going to ask. You know, how's your mom doing? Yeah. yeah. Then it's just, and then to end the game, end the pivotal game, you're going to put Charlie taking that shot? Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. That's not yeah. nepotism. Give me a break. Come on, baby. Yeah. That was Banks's shot. You know it was. Yeah, it was. And Banks, that was a revenge man. shot too. Oh no, wait. Or right. was he? No, he got no, concussed. Banks was out. Banks, yeah, he got yeah, concussed. Banks was out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess who else are you going to have there? 
There was a the, whoever the big, the big dude, the big dude that you know who, Fulton? Uh, couldn't skate. Yeah, Fulton. I wouldn't have you him know. because he was he, what was his percentage? <laughs> was one out of it five? one for five? One for five? Nah, I think yeah. the guy that was dating the figure skater. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he yeah. was he was he seemed the be- to be the best skill player. I don't like that at all. Anyway, uh, then movie two, Pat Riley, aka Borden Bombay, comes back, and basically they're getting they're getting housed by everybody. So they had to go to the roller blade, rollerblading circuit. Only picked one player who was um, what's his face from Saturday Night Live. What's his name? Keenan. Keenan. Or yeah, Kenan. Williams or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> that guy. Um, they beat who was it? Was it Iceland that they were playing there? Right. And, you know, Jan from the first one gets replaced by his brother. And then Hans. I guess in the third one. Yeah. And then the third one, Jan comes back. So I don't, you know, I haven't done, you know, I haven't gotten into the third one, but I started to watch these again because it had been, I don't know, man, it's been a while, you know, as a kid, I, I like these movies. Yeah. Right. You know, but when you look at them with different, you know, An when you look lens. at them with adult eyes, it's a little bit different. And I know that, Disney is bringing back the Mighty Ducks, and Gordon Bombay is going to be back oh, in a series. So, it. and I feel like Joshua Jackson. I feel like a lot of the same people are going to be in it. Um, so, I, I wanted to freshen up on it, yeah. but I have I have not delved into D three yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after D, after D two, uh, it was definitely wiped out. I don't like how they. You know, we're a ragtag team, and then all of a sudden they're fighting. You know, they're playing. Yeah, the you can't find you like, can't find right. a, a, a squad of fifteen players. You're just going to go with this Minnesota hockey team. Right. You can't. You can't even pull one other player from the league. Right. That same right. league. You know. Right. Right. It's wild. Yeah. He just keeps keeps Goldberg keeps all these people that <laughs> you know are, are you know not great. The two that are making out all the time. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then he just goes gets a figure skater too, like the, the. Uh, oh yes, yeah. And I'm like, it's weird. yeah, you can't get a hockey player. He has to get a figure skater. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's wild. And he gets a new girlfriend. You know, they definitely upgraded the uh, girlfriend. Yeah, well, um, because they, I guess they agreed, they agreed with you and I that not a good pairing. Not a good um, pairing. Yeah. But but didn't have the jealous girlfriend in there, which I felt like could have been an angle. <laughs> You know, Charlie's mom's begging him the whole first movie. That's an don't adult leave. angle. You don't want to introduce don't... jealousy to the to the Yeah, kiddie. but she's telling him, like, hey, listen, like, I can take heartbreak. My kid can't. You know, mm. like, you can't just leave. And oh, like, leaves, yeah, the Joshua Jackson angle? Yeah, I could see him. Yeah. Right. I should play that right. up. Right. You know, Joshua Jackson's like, dang, man, you were staying at my house, and now, like, <laughs> this, this, we have a PR girl here from the, you know, from the, <laughs> from the team, and. And you and you start, you know, sliding in her skates. I don't know, man. It's just it's weird. Well, through a different lens, right, buddy? All right, yeah, I, man. I, I, I would recommend it though. Go and go and. I know oh. it's football season, and you'll probably have to wait until that's all over. Oh, it's on my list, buddy. It's I would say, list. man, go back and look at it. Let's compare notes. <laughs> Will do. On that note, everybody, I think we can uh, end the show there. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week talking more NBA and NFL as usual. Uh, Go out. Have a week. Be good. Be good. Welcome to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. That you might get put on blast And you know just what we call it Functional sports and holly
Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sportsaholic, Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sportsaholic.